The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Thank you for listening to the Keeping It Beauty Show. I am your host, Akila T. Thompson. I hope you all had an amazing holiday weekend. I know I certainly did. And I will tell you a little bit more about that later. I am super, super, super excited about tonight's show because we got some men's joining us. And we <laughs> haven't had some men's on the show in a long time. So if it's your first time listening to the show, you are in for a treat. You can catch up on the show and listen to our archive shows by going to iHeartRadio.com. You search Keeping It Beauty and we'll pop up and you'll find all of our previous shows. On our show, we aim to inspire you to elevate your dreams, your love, and your life. You can visit our website, www.imbeautyinc.com to see all the different ways you can get involved in our I Am Beauty movement and all the wonderful things that we have going on. So before I introduce our male panel for tonight, I want to bring on my girl who will be guest hosting with me this evening, Miss Amber Peterson, who is an integrative wellness practitioner specializing in preventive methods, integrative nutrition, and wellness coaching. She's also a beautiful and wonderful member of the Iron Beauty Board over our health and wellness. So welcome back, Amber. How was your weekend? Thank you so much for having me. It was very eventful. As, <laughs> uh, you know, we, we had our time this weekend as well. So yeah, when you get to that, did. I'll chime in. But it was an amazing weekend. And I'm so glad to be back with you. Thank you for having me. I know. I'm, I'm so excited. So um, actually getting to hang out with you on Friday. So I mentioned at the last show that my boyfriend, which everybody knows, Sean, recently crossed Alpha for Alpha fraternity. So we had a little shindig for him. And Amber was like my sidekick right hand, held it down. We had such an amazing time. And actually being yes, around did. being around that much male energy was like, you know what? On Monday, we need to talk to some men. Yes. So we had <laughs> such, 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 such a great, great, great time. So shout out to everyone that came and joined us. It was just like college all over again. Really Everybody was. was singing, throwing up signs, strolling. It was it was definitely a blast. And um, I just want to thank everyone. My birthday was also this weekend. Yay! Yay! <laughs> happy, happy, happy birthday to thank my beautiful you. sister again. I and swear we many, many more. Thank you. I swear we did that yay. Like it was like on cue. Like it was like scripted. Like we both were like, yay. <laughs> oh my God. I love birthdays up in yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> but we're such girls. It's ridiculous. That's what it but, is. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, my birthday fell on Easter this year, which was kind of, um, I don't know. I've been trying to find out what that really means because I also just turned 33 and everybody knows that, you know, Jesus was 33 and my, my birthday uh, landed on Resurrection Sunday. So um, I went to church yesterday. I was like, I got to so go to church. Signs. So, so <laughs> signs coming in. 
Yeah, so I went to church yesterday, which was which was awesome. And Donnie McClurkin actually ended up stopping by. So that was pretty cool. Definitely so I got to hear him, uh, him sing yesterday for my birthday. And on Saturday, big shout out to everyone who was at the um, – the National Action Network um, uh, luncheon this weekend. I was honored as a woman of excellence by Al Sharpton. And it was such an honor to be amongst some of the history that was in the room um, from Tuskegee Airmen that were there, uh, some honorees as old as 94 years old. So I was the youngest of the honorees and for a second almost wondered, like, do I even belong here? Like, have I done enough? You so know what? Was- I, I, let me take a second to congratulate you on that momentous occasion. You are more than deserving. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I, I, I had a great time. Um, Thank you to everyone who came. My mom was here all weekend and my brother was there with me, and, you know, as well as Sean and, and a bunch of my friends and some people who've actually only really met me once. So it was it's dope. That experience just shows you like you just never know what, you know, how lasting your first impression can be on someone. Because the woman that nominated me, I met her once. Like we did Circle of Sisters this year. She came by the booth, bought a T-shirt and one conversation made her nominate me for that award. So it was definitely humbling. And I'm so grateful and excited because now I just came back literally from like raiding the dollar store for this trip to <laughs> Haiti. <laughs> I am so excited and nervous at the same time because it's, oh, it's going to be great. This will be my first time actually doing a workshop with girls who don't speak English. So I'm like really super like nervous a bit, anxious at the same time. So I was like, uh, me, I'm such a planner. So I'm thinking about, okay, what happens if these girls like completely don't want to communicate with me? So like in, in uh, the store, I'm like looking at all these different things. I saw some pom-poms and got super excited. So just be on <laughs> the lookout. The girly stuff, what, excited yeah, about it yeah, too. Just, just be on the lookout for what this pom-pom activity is going to turn up looking like. So I'm ready. I'm excited. But anyway, enough about, uh, you know, my little weekend and, and, and all of that. Tonight's topic. Oh. Myths about men. Let's get it in. <laughs> so I can't wait. I have I have so much that yeah. I'd like to learn. Yeah, and, the, and that we really want to know like it's true. So ladies, I know that are listening. There are so many times that we hear all men do this and all men do that. Like there's a lot of language out there where we're categorizing all men that they all, that they all act the same way based on maybe an experience we've had, a book we read, a movie we watched. So I, I realized that a lot of these women that are saying this, that's probably one of the reasons why they don't have one now. Like real talk, like because of it, there yeah, these true. all men do this philosophy all they have that. are reasons why they're not in relationships. So I thought, what better way to find out if some of these things are really true? Than by actually having a panel of men on the show. So tonight we have a distinguished panel of gentlemen, starting with uh, Alex Beckford, who's a 32-year-old gentleman from the Bronx. He's a construction project manager and is currently in a relationship. <laughs> I wonder with who. I wonder. <laughs> welcome, ladies. Uh, Thanks for well, having welcome, me. Welcome, Alex. So, gentlemen. gentlemen. So next we have um, Aaron, 
who is born and raised in the Bronx. He's a photographer by trade and a father of a 10-year-old girl. Welcome, Aaron. Welcome. Thank you for having me, ladies. Thank you very much. Next, we have Dewan Matanga, who is a 29-year-old youth advocate, life coach, speaker, social entrepreneur. He's just the bomb.com, one of my, my boys from the Bronx, New York, and he's married with two beautiful daughters. Welcome to the show, Dewan. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> and lastly, we have uh, one of my fellow Aggies, Jermaine Perry, who's 32 years old and married to one of my beautiful sorors with a... Uh, a three-year-old Ooh, son. And right. he's, yes. <laughs> and he's also the owner of Cindy's, Sydney Sweets, which is a cupcake bakery, which they've actually done um, some work for me. They actually did my 30th party birthday cake. So welcome, Jermaine. Welcome, thank you, Jermaine. Thank you for having me. Glad to be welcome, here. gentlemen. So, gentlemen, myths, myths about men. So I, I know I, got, I sent you all some questions of some of the things that we might you might ask, but I just kind of want to open it up and actually flip it a little differently. And feel free to just like jump in if I if I ask something and you're moved to be the one to, to answer it, just feel free to like jump in and we're just going to kind of flow that way. Allow so, it to get juicy. Allow yeah. it to get juicy. So, so tell us, what are some things that you've heard women say about men that is just not true. Uh, <laughs> that all men cheat. <laughs> That's first and foremost. <laughs> first and foremost. That's okay. first and foremost. Okay. So is that not true? <laughs> no, it's not true. That's okay, not true. So, okay. So wait. So wait. So wait. So wait. So let's just. So before you tell us that it's not true and tell us why it's not true, I'd actually like to know why do you think women came up with that? Like, why do you think there is this? Um, myth out there that all men cheat it 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 came from somewhere well i think it's a culture thing and i think you know society perpetuates it but it's it's the double standard of if the man conquers many women he's like the man and you know if a woman does it then she's shamed right so men are kind of groomed to be hunters and kind of like just get a bunch of women so um and I also think that women not uh, women see that and then also ex- have at least one personal experience where they meet a jerk and he does them wrong. And so it that begins to validate the story. Got it. Got it. Got it. Anybody else want to chime in as to why you feel that women have come up with this, this, this whole philosophy that all men cheat? I mean, I think it's, uh, it's just a culmination of just... Uh, of bad experiences. I mean, when you're going through life, you're growing up, so things are going to happen. Once you get into a real relationship and you're married, you know, then you you shouldn't have to worry about that problem. But when your kids kids do kids things, you don't you're not really in a real relationship when you're an adolescent. I mean, let's just be honest. Mm. Everybody's trying to figure it out themselves. So, well, well, can you actually say that again? Because we work with teens all the time, and they don't quite understand that when you say that. They're they're in love with at fifteen years old. They're in love, and this is the person they're going to be forever. Like this is what they really think. So, um, what are really, what, what were you actually really thinking about at that age as a teenager? I mean, what 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 wasn't I thinking about? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's real. <laughs> thinking about. It's, it's you're based off your surroundings and, and your environment and how you're growing up. So. 
I mean, a kid that's not around TV that much and, he's, and he doesn't grow up in the inner cities, he's thinking about soccer and baseball and, and, and let go my ego and things like that. <laughs> a kid in the, in, the, in, the, in the urban area, a kid that's, you know, watching TV and you got all this love and hip-hop going on out there, he might be thinking about something else. He's thinking about, <laughs> thinking about and fly. He's thinking about girls liking his outfit. You know, he's, mm-hmm. once you bring an aspect of girls, then you start thinking about a whole bunch of things, so... But I'm asking you, what were you thinking about when you were that age? Oh, what were you? What was your goal in relationship? <laughs> like we all did, 15 years old, I, I started getting hot, and I started thinking about girls. You started getting hot? Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I mean, anybody else? Like, why do? So, why is this not true? So, I think we we've kind of come up with with why you feel women have come up with this inclusion, but why do you say that this is, is not true? Right, right. That's what I want to know. Why, why, is the, why is it a myth? Well, not every well, guy cheats. Every so, guy, every guy yeah. doesn't cheat. Some guys are uh, more prone to cheat and other guys are not. You, you okay, know, so that's I'm, what I want to... That, okay. that, that was the word prone, what exactly does that mean? Because I think that there's that that is exactly where the myth stems from, and that you know women believe that there is some wi- internal innate wiring for men to pretty much be promiscuous and be with multiple women. So I mean, when you say prone, how does that dispel the myth? Yeah, how does some become prone and some ain't prone? You know. Right. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I was let, I was letting whoever was going to talk talk. Yeah, that I was. I, I was going to chime in. I wanted you, I wanted you to finish your thought before I chimed in on this one. So you can oh, go ahead. So, so what I'm. So there's a lot of influence, right? Like, so you have a person's um, personality. Like some people have addictive personalities. So if they get into something they kind of like cling to it and just go overboard and kind of dive deep into it. Um, other people, they you know, they may not have an addictive personality. Then you have to add in factors of environment. What have they been shown? Um, what have they been taught? What, what has been, you know, kind of, um, has they have they been taught as acceptable behavior? What hasn't been? Um, so I think, I think there's a bunch of different variables, but um, personality comes into a lot of that. So okay. I just okay. have to I just have to piggyback off of what my, my this young gentleman just had to say. In our culture as a whole, right? I mean men just we, we're just here, you know, the whole background and the origin of men is to is to conquer, the alpha. Um, but in our culture, and I could just say African American culture, um, we weren't really taught or led to be, you know, it wasn't cool to be a one woman person. I'm, we, we, I can go back to where my my guy Aaron said in fifteen it was like the more you have, you know, and it's and even now it's it's in the music and in cultures, it's a very sexual um society we live in. And um as a as an African American man, as a man in total man, it's just a, it was just always a much cooler thing to conquer. You know, we weren't told to say, you know what, love one woman and and and, and that's and, and even the family structure, but that's another topic. But um, it was just always the pressure. It was always cooler, you know what I'm saying, to have more than one. Um, I think men lust. I think all men lust. Um, 
the real man doesn't act on the lust. And that's where you get that that kind of the ones who do and don't. Because um, he, he, he's very honest. Men look, men don't never, we never stop looking. We never stop loving, lusting, okay. we never stop admiring the beauty of a woman. So then, based on what you're telling me, and this is Alex, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Based on what you're telling me, you should, you're basically telling me then it should really be that majority of men cheat, not all of them. Because like based that. on the explanation that you just gave me, especially uh, as an African-American woman, if I'm seeking after an African-American man, based on your definition of, uh, of what's going on, then the majority of uh, at least black men, based on what they've been taught in the environments that they've been in, are they like variety. Um, I wouldn't even say for, it, this not even a, it's not it's not a, it's not a variety, not a variety. Um, can I? Yes, you can. Um, <laughs> I believe I believe that men cheat out of brokenness. Okay. Um, and so one of the ways that men cope is by let me go get another woman who's gonna affirm me. Um, and that's just one reason because some men don't even think that deep about it. But it's correct, my belief. Correct, it's, it's my belief that men cheat out of a sense of brokenness, and they uh, they go astray and do stupid things to try to uh, cope. So, so you know, what? I'm going to get me some real live data right here. So, I just want to ask the four of you so that I know. You know, I can really get to the end of it, this myth: is, is do all men cheat? Have each of you ever cheated on anyone? So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So who hasn't cheated on anybody on this call? I have not cheated in a committed relationship. So uh, all right. Now that I'm not sure. He said he said I haven't cheated in a committed relationship. Well, you know so what, Keila? I think exactly that's really that I think that's important that he said it that way because one of the things I was going to say is the the definition of cheating, at least for from my perspective, is being in a committed relationship and involving yourself in with another woman uh, while being in a committed relationship, unbeknownst to the person you're committed to. Um, and so I think sometimes when we speak about cheating, uh, it's it gets confused with promiscuity and simply being with a lot of women, not necessarily being committed. So the wording, I think, is really interesting because uh, to to understand that cheating is being a commit in a committed relationship and then involving yourself with another person outside of that commitment you truly understand then and when i say that i mean establishing that it is exclusive from this point forward okay so this is this is jermaine speaking i just want to chime in and, and that was a, a some great points that the, the gentleman brought up and also um but i think the problem is is generalizing so we're generalizing as men and as black men and things like that. So people cheat and some people don't cheat. So I think that people, a person would cheat if they're unfulfilled in some way. And whether that be inside of their relationship mm -hmm. or personally, they have issues personally. So, you know, you cannot generalize a black man or a man or a woman or whatever it is or a slut shame or whatever it is. People who have who are dealing with something, whether it be unfulfilled in their relationship or unfulfilled with what's going on in their personal life, find a way to cope with that. So I think if you're going to generalize based off an experience or based off of a culture, you know, you're setting yourself up for, you know, not being open to what's possible. So I think that, 
you know, if, if you're open to generalization, then, you know, you just hold me and throw back. So whether it be of a personal experience or what you heard in the media or what's going on, everybody is their own individual. And I think that there's just what I would offer is take everyone as they come and ask those questions. Mm-hmm. You know, it is, would, is, could one woman sexually satisfy you and, and keep you from going astray? You know, what are some of the things that you do when you're stressed? You know, or if you're unhappy in life, what are some of the ways that you go to see happiness? And that's just some of the questions you want to ask. So, you know, I don't think that you can generalize and say that men cheat or women cheat. It's just a type of person who may have these flaws and it just doesn't, it's not something that you can generalize. Gotcha. Okay, I have one more question before we go into one of our next myths. So to those that have cheated, why did you cheat? Validation. Okay, validation it speaks to what the man was talking about before. Um, you know, you're in a relationship and things are not going the way you want them to go. She might not be doing something that you want her to do or, or feel she should be doing. So therefore, because at that point in time, you're too immature to actually talk, talk about it with her and to come to, you know, to just basically express your feelings, you look for it from somebody else and somebody else that's going to give it to you the way you want it to. And the first person that does, then you go and you jump at that occasion, and and that becomes a habit, and then that's mm. when the and then you know that's when the cheating starts, um, and doesn't stop. It's when it becomes the habit of just saying, "All right, well, since I'm not getting it from from person A or from the person I'm with, I'm just going to go get it from somebody else who I don't have to go through the hassle, and I don't have to uh, I don't have to challenge myself to find out if I'm doing something wrong." And why is it that she is not doing what it is that I want her to do? Is it something I'm doing, not doing? So I think um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking from my experiences that that was uh, the reasoning why I did the cheating um, mm. back in, in my past. So, yeah. Well, that actually really allows me to lead into the next question that I, I wanted to ask was another thing that women hear is that or feel that men don't express their feelings or really communicate their emotions well. And something that you just alluded to was being unhappy in a relationship and rather than communicating that, looking for whatever's missing or whatever was lacking outside. So is that indeed um, true or not that men uh, don't really express their feelings or aren't able to really be vulnerable uh, and communicate their emotions well? I think that men express their emotions. I think sometimes women choose not to take it for what it's worth. What I find is a lot of times is that a man will say something, and I think men are very direct in their statements, and women will break it down and analyze it and try to make Mm. it mean something else versus Mm. nine times out of ten, from my experience, when a man says something, he means what he says. So if a man tells you something, a real man doesn't speak just to be speaking. Mm. So this is exactly what he means. Don't don't try to analyze it. Don't think it may mean something else or lead to something else. If a man expresses something, it's because that is that is what he wants. And um, you know, I find a lot of times women try to say, "Oh, that must be this and must be that." If uh, if you're dealing with a man who you value, who really has characteristics of someone who you really admire. What he's telling you is exactly what he wants. And I feel like that sometimes, um, because women don't communicate in that manner. So they, you know, I always tell people, don't, don't speak 
people don't hear how you speak. Mm. How in the in the way that from the person of the to understand who the person that's communicating. So if you're talking to a woman, you know you got to break through all of the BS and all of the the walls that it's. it's I'm, well, I'm sorry, I don't want to say BS, but you got to break through the walls and the and the jargon when they're trying to really not saying what they mean, but when a man speaks, he's saying exactly what he wants you to hear. This is actually a very interesting perspective. Very interesting. <laughs> because I've never heard someone say that a woman communicates in a way where she can't be understood, whereas to me, right. it's, it like it's normally the other way around, where men aren't <laughs> necessarily as straightforward with what it is, and, and rather than uh, really speaking the truth and really being straightforward, um, sometimes you're not being um, as authentic and honest as um, you can be. But also to, to Jermaine's point, uh, which is also very true, that I do believe that when a man does tell you something and, and does communicate with you, that you should take him at his word. Because I've actually been coaching women lately, and I actually would, would love to hear what, what guys say, because they, t- they sometimes don't, women don't really take advice well from other women when it's not what they want to hear. So, you know, I've had women that, you know, have had a man say that they don't love them or that they're not really attracted to them and they don't want to believe that. Right. It's pretty black and white. Like if someone tells me that they're not attracted to me and that they don't love me, I don't know how I could come up with a reason that, you know, maybe he's having a bad day or maybe I upset him. Um, So I'm just curious as to, I'd love to just also get a male opinion to hopefully that some of those people that are listening that have that mentality where they constantly make excuses for when someone is being straightforward with them and telling them something that they may not want to hear. <laughs> I guess I'm going to answer <laughs> Because, so I'm guessing in that that's true, that um, you wouldn't tell a woman something like, or, or should I ask it, have you ever told a woman, you know, that you didn't love her that you did? Or maybe were in love with someone and wasn't able to communicate that. Oh, I've never said that. Mm. No. Never, no. Never. See, um, this, no what? No, what? No, no never said you never love and don't love. love. That's uh, a, we don't play, we, men don't really play yeah. around with that kind of jargon because it's a very serious thing. It's like taking it to that next level. You're not ready. We know key words and key points and the <laughs> moments of getting into a relationship or solidifying relationships. We don't, if we're not really vested or we're ready to make that jump, we don't play, we don't play around for the most part with those, with that kind of phrase and those words if we don't mean it. Um, the only thing we may hold back um, some men is not being, because I can agree what he said about us being very direct but we do come from a place where we don't want to hurt a fit, maybe a hurt a feeling. So we have to watch how we say, because women can be very emotional and we feel like they overanalyze and they can dramatic, you know, they can, they can make something very small, very big. How men could just say this to somebody, to, to another fellow man, and we can just hash it out. Let it be that. Um, men have to kind of like sometimes tiptoe because we don't know where it's going to lead or is it going to be too much or she's going to take it this way and that way. And that sometimes can reserve, or put you at a place where you know what I'm not. I mean, I don't want to say that. How I'm going to say this, and you know, then you get into that kind of that kind of situation. But um, yeah, we don't okay. really play around with that jargon if we don't mean it. We don't do that. Totally agree. So, totally agree. So then I, so then I would ask then to support women who 
feel that men don't really express their feelings or communicate their emotions. Uh, you all, as men, what are some of the things that you would tell women that they can do to get men to communicate with them? Because one thing, and we've had these um, conversations with men previously, you know, men have said that there are, you know, sometimes men won't communicate things because, you know, maybe women might emasculate them or you need to be able to really trust a woman with your vulnerability. Like that's your vulnerability is not it's, it's, it seems very sacred to a man and not something that, you know, you trust every woman to have. Because that is indeed really trusting a woman with your heart. And that's something that I think women, we're a lot, we, we very easily can express ourselves and be vulnerable and really go there. Whereas men tend to really have a barrier up and won't allow that. So what would you say are things that women can do to get their men to communicate well or better? I would say so, to um, accept the real him. Like... Um, sometimes you share parts of yourself with um, someone and they freak out about it and then you kind of go okay I'm, I can't completely be honest about this okay. because mm -hmm. she's going to bug out and so that causes him to get in this perpetual state and, and let me not make excuses for men but I see it happen mm -hmm. um, and I've been guilty of it uh, in the past, but you kind of hold, ex you know, being authentically yourself because you don't want it to be no drama or, or static. Um, but it, it, you develop, you kind of train him to not be honest or not be his true mm. self. Right. And so I tell people when a person shows you who you are, you, you got to take that. You got to believe that person and don't mm -hmm. try to mold it. Don't try to switch it up. If a person is exhibiting behavior, for example, that you don't like, um, like you might want to have a conversation about it, but don't try to correct it because you're trying to like kind of put a Band-Aid over something and then it'll end up biting you later. You saw the signs. You should have, you know, kind of took heed to it instead of molding what happened. Mm. Did someone else want to turn in? Uh, I wanted to add, I believe that that line of communication needs to be established uh, specifically before, let's say, marriage. So I think it's important that you know how to and how to communicate with your partner, uh, pro you know, in order to really take that, that relationship to the next level. So if you're having issues communicating during dating, then that only magnifies once you mm. take that, that, that relationship to the next level and, and, you know, which the goal of a relationship should be marriage. So if you're having issues and butting heads and you can't get past a situation or a disagreement or somewhere where you guys are not seeing eye to eye prior to that, then that's something that you need to know that our communication languages mesh or we can understand each other. So that, that needs to be known prior to, you know, getting into a marriage and, you know, so you avoid, you know, whether it's, if my communication language is something that works for you or you can understand it or you're um, uh, hearing me, uh, I feel like that's something that, you know, not, not, every, not everyone communicates in a way that's uh, something that the other can understand or uh, deal with in a long-term relationship. So I think that um, it's not a good or a bad thing, but I believe that that's something that you want to have established, that I understand that when he needs to take some time. It doesn't mean that he doesn't love me or he, mm -hmm. you know, he wants to be away from me, but 
this is just how he copes. And and not to say that that's the most healthy way, but if this is who he is, like the gentleman said, you can't try to change that. Right. But you're 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 going to choose that that's okay, and you respect that, and you want to give him this time. But that's something that sends you over the wall, and this is not something that's going to work for you long term. Got it. We're all going to be saying the same thing, I think. Um, I'd like to. I'd, I'd like to just chime in a little bit on uh, on on the idea that that women somehow train men to be dishonest. Because I don't completely agree with that, especially because honesty is something that is instilled, you know, in in each person uh, from the time that they enter the planet and then their upbringing and the people that they're around. And, and so to train someone to be dishonest, I don't think is anything that can be done by being who one is and in reacting to vulnerability. So the scenario that was given is that if a man is vulnerable to the person, to, to his lady that he's in, you know, in a relationship with or, or whom he's in a relationship with and that person reacts adversely, then suddenly that, that the man is no longer going to want to be vulnerable. But so just as that vulnerability is the man being who he is, the person giving the reaction is being who they are. And so in accepting who they are, allow them to react and so I think I completely agree with the last gentleman who's speaking. It's really not a good or a bad thing, but knowing who you're with. I definitely mm-hmm. don't think you can train someone to be dishonest. If you're dishonest, you were that way before the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, let me let me speak to that because um, I believe that was a re- you know a rebuttal to what I said. And <laughs> uh, no way do I mean to victim blame. Um, but a person may feel like I can't be myself without there being some type of negative uh, feedback. And for some people, that may cause them to climb into a show and kind of act in a way that's not authentic. Um, and for another individual, they may just be like, oh, well, whatever, you got to deal with it. So, I, you know, I, I don't I agree with you that you can't make someone be dishonest. Um, but you know, people react differently. Um, I got gotcha. something very, very, very simple. If you want somebody to like, kind of like, especially a male to be vulnerable, you have to be vulnerable. And um, because it all starts to be uncomfortable with the person. Um, we people forget that. It's just common human being practice. Um, being comfortable is where I can be vulnerable. Being vulnerable is relatable. You know, it's where you share a story, I share a story. It has to be bonding. You know, we, we lose that initial building of a of a relationship, like a friendship, before we because we have these relationships now. Where depending on what stage we're on life, we're jumping into relationships. We're calling it what it is without a foundation, um, and then we figure out what's the problem here. The problem wasn't set. The foundation wasn't set before we started this. But it's very important. Um, if you want to start, you got to be vulnerable as well. Um, and that's how you can get somebody to pour out, especially a male. You know, we're not used to that. But when you know you can, I feel comfortable to. I can do so. I will do so. It's that simple. Let me chime in real quick. I mean, it's basically like we're all going to say the same thing along the lines of you have to know who you're with. You have to understand the person you are, and you have to understand the person that you're with. Um, it speaks to you know, it's, it's like lo- different love languages. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, you have to really know yourself and you have to be so comfortable with yourself and that person needs to be so comfortable with themselves that the two of you just, it just works effortless. Mm-hmm. Effortless. And when, when one person is trying too hard and the other person is unsure of themselves, then you have, then you're going to, you're going to have that, that, all right, I'm not going to say that to her because she might feel this way. And, oh, and let me, let me just keep doing this for him because, you know, that always makes him happy. No, that's no way to actually be in a relationship. And those are people that are unsure about themselves. They might have low self-esteem. It, it, it could derive from the way they was raised, how they seen their mother and their father interact or lack thereof. So, I mean, it's it, it, it could be it could be a very a of different things. But at the same time, at the end of the day, you just have to really know yourself, and you have to be okay with still learning and wanting to learn another that other person. And 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 listening to what they say and and their and watching their maturity, actions. maturity, yeah. right? Maturity, mm-hmm. maturity. All right. Well, let's transition because I want to be able to get to at least one more myth. It's like time is flying already, but this has been really a good conversation. So, the myth is that men don't respect women who give it up on the first night. And um, oh, no, red rumors here. That's rumors. <laughs> that's rumors. <laughs> Okay, so yeah. so talk, tell me about that. Like, so okay. what do I mean? What do men really think? And I mean, really, be let's not talk about men, but what you do you really think? And how would you really respect the woman that um, gave it to you on the first night, and you didn't really have to work for it? I'm coming from a different place, though. You know, you're, you're talking about somebody who's thirty. That happened to me before, um, maybe twice, uh, but. One one I knew wasn't going anywhere before it happened. Um, I was I was being a man, so I let it happen and let that act happen. <laughs> so, to be completely honest. Um, the next one person was dope before it happened. It just happened at night, but I was she was so dope before it happened. I was like, listen, I'm gonna call you tomorrow. Trust me, you know. So, so it, oh, it doesn't that doesn't really play, especially with a man. We're not, you know, that's something you say when you're 15, you know. Well, when you've been, you know, you've been doing this for a while, you've been in the game a while, that really doesn't mean nothing. We all lust. You know, I kind of, kind of respect that at, 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 at some point because I know she, she's, she's not, she's strong enough to know what she wants and she's just going to, she's just going to act on it and um, let it be where, where, where it be. Um, but again, it, you know, I, I don't necessarily think, I don't label anybody for doing anything at any certain time. Um, let's just leave it there. Right. I'm, I'm a ch- I'm a chime in on that one, uh, <laughs> and 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 I also I got I got out of the game really early. I got out of I got out when I was when I was 25. So at 25, on the first night, I would say nah, I'm not messing with. I'm not taking it serious. But I'm a I'm sorry, fellas. I gotta say this: do not give it up on the first night, ladies. But <laughs> if you, but but don't give it up. But hit him up early the next day to let him know <laughs> that you had the time of your life, and you know, like you, you got you, you gotta, you gotta press these. Like if you go, but also, and this is, do not go to a man's house if you're not trying to have sex with him. Mm, do, not go to home, do not go to the hotel home. Do not go to the house. Do not, do not go, do not go into the bathroom in the private room, whatever it is. Do not get into a situation where you're going to get a man around and then stop him. Don't do it. But ladies, and this is my thing. So I personally did not have uh, sex with my wife for over two months. 
And for one of the reasons that I wanted to do that is I wanted to um, I wanted to build that connection before it got into a lust phase. So you know, <laughs> sex changes everything. So you know, you could get you could love the sex of a person, but not the person. So for anyone, just make sure that that connection is deeper than just the, the excitement of sex, because the sex the sex could be great or bad. But it's the relationship that carries over a, a lifetime. So that's what you want to have as the core and nothing else shading that judgment, which sex often does. Mm. Mm. Yeah, now that, I, I like what you said there. Truthfully, myself, I've always had uh, this kind of rule where if I really like her, I don't care if she's throwing it at me, I'm not going to do anything the first night. Because, like, like he said, I really want to take time to to get inside and learn more about her. And I feel like... Um, get inside in a different way, right? Get inside her. <laughs> get inside, get, get inside her. Get inside her, her mind. Yeah, I think, it, I think it totally changes things the moment you get intimate with somebody. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've had females actually um, tell me to leave their place and things like that. And, like... Like, yo, what's wrong with you? Like, try to do the reverse psychology joint, but that's just a personal rule. If I really, if I really think you're a really dope uh, woman, I'm not going to touch you the first night. Mm. Okay. So, so, Does someone so, else so, want to chime in? Yeah, go ahead, Alex. Yeah, because I just want to be, I'm just going to be the very honest on, on this plane as a man because, you know, when you had the option of having it, um, whenever you really wanted to have it. Um, it's funny because the, the, the sex doesn't have the same value that yep. it may have for the female. Um, the male may not have it. So, like, the sex is sex. Okay, we had it. But, you know, if I like you, I still want to learn more. And it doesn't, that doesn't shape how I thought about you. Or, you know what I'm saying? Things of that nature. If you did an act or not. Maybe because there's not much power, I feel like, in that act. Because it was always, I always had it. So it loses its luster, if I can, if I can be completely honest. So when we put this value over trying to learn her, I was still learning you. You know, if I like you, I like you. That act mm. doesn't say that because you gave it to me that I lost interest. You know, especially if I find you was dope before. To me, it's just the act. It's just the act of the pleasure. It's the act of the lust. Mm. Um, um, and this is just me speaking. Um, so where we say, um, you know, I may put it off. And to me, it's like, you know, 60 days to one day, I mean, you know, as a, a couple off, you know. Uh, so, because how, how much do I get to know you in 60 days? This, I've been with you for two years and I'm still learning you. Yeah. So, um, I don't really put that that much pressure on the act, to be honest with you. Um, it only questions me when I say, I hope she's not doing this for everybody else he meets. <laughs> but, <laughs> but with me That's honest. You, That's real. That's real. Yeah, I mean... But with yeah. me and you, um, because you did that, doesn't make me look at you any different the next day. As long, you know, I can tell, you know, on most part, you know, you can, you can, you can see a lady, you can see a woman in class, but you can see a woman that, and I can also say, okay, she got in the moment she acted, you know, she acted, especially like he said, he, he put that disclaimer out to him, oh, I'm sorry about what happened or blah, blah. I'm like, listen, don't even worry about that. I had a great time. If I like you, and I would like to see you again. And I don't even, put that she gave it to me a day you know but maybe that's just the majority of me or the way i see things um 
So like I said, I don't really hold that, have too much value on it. Got it. All right, I, I just want to try to get to one other question because we're, I can't believe how fast this is going. We like down our last six minutes. Um, last oh, minute, men don't need to be complimented or validated like women. Is that true? No. That's false. False. That's false. That's false. No. We like to be told that we're dope, cute. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you look nice just as much as women do. It's called ego stroking, and everybody needs it. <laughs> <laughs> From time to time, I we want to know that our girl feels like I, we want to know that our girl thinks we're dope. Mm. Yeah, I think I think if you polled most men, um, according to those five love languages, most men would score under words of affirmation. Mm. I, 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 I think most men would, and I think it's uh, conditioning. We're all like you know we we are kind of conditioned to like that that um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. It's like com- competing or, you know, kind of always being affirmed. You, you did a good job. Go get that. Go get this. Go do this. Um, the kind of gifts and stuff, most men, it's like, hey, I'm not really, you know, paid attention, not paying attention to that. But most men would either score words of affirmation or probably personal touch. So if you touch me or you telling me I look good, we're in, we in good space. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I... I started off with that question actually ready to disagree, but then I thought about it. My wife told me I look good in the fitted cap the other day, and I've been wearing it every day since. <laughs> you know, so you know, so so I think that we we may not we may not because yeah, we're we're built to say that you know we're good either way, and you know, and, and a lot of this is conditioning, it's cultural conditioning, conditioning as men, uh, all of that, all of those things. But yeah, absolutely, you know those. I would say, yeah, the average man would say that that's not what he needs, but it's something, it's something, yeah, it's definitely something that a woman should provide because he should, he's, he is going to get possibly, and it's for any person. I, I hate to generalize men and women, but a person is going to get a compliment from outside. So make sure that they're getting that. It's not, it's not something that they get to feel special about outside Mm-hmm. of your relationship so whether it's you know you look great you're doing a great job you're a great man you look beautiful as a woman whatever it is you want to be the one stroking your other half's ego and you know everyone is going to get that but make it special from the person that it really matters from mm, definitely very very true yeah i think i i will say this everything a man does is because women like it Everything. Thank you very much. I say that all the time. Everything. I say it all the time. It's Every, all about from, what from, what think. From, from the cars we drive to the clothes we wear to how often we go to the gym mm-hmm. from <laughs> um, you know the haircuts we get how often we get them everything that a man does is based off of how a woman responds to him. He mm. said, said then you just get a haircut a couple days ago, I said, well, I got to keep it fresh. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If women thought that minivans was the sexiest cars, I guarantee you. Exactly. <laughs> Man, Everybody would have minivans. Let That's me tell you something. It'd be a minivan explosion on the streets. <laughs> Well, we are like about at our end and we definitely have to do a part two because there's so many other myths out there and things that I would love to ask you guys. So thank you so much for coming on the show tonight yes, thank you, and Jennifer. being with us. Thank you um, for having us. 
<laughs> so I will actually be in, in Haiti for the next two weeks. But if you guys are up to it, I'd love to have you guys back next Monday. So if you're available, we can talk about it offline. And we can come back because there's just we've been talking to a lot of women about love, about sex. But there's a lot of things that we would love to get the male perspective on. So Language, yes. Okay. Yes. All of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. Um, so thank you to, to, to the guys. Thank you so much to uh, Amber for being back with me. To our listeners, thank you for joining us. You can visit us at keepingabeauty.com. Visit our Girls Talk section and definitely sound awesome as your questions, your topic suggestions. Um, and if you want to be a guest on our show, want to suggest any topics, you can go to keepingabeauty. You can email us at keepingabeauty at gmail.com. To find, again, all of our happenings, we got a lot of things coming up. Uh, summer boot camp starts in April, April 16th and 17th. So if you have a teen from the ages of 10 to 18, definitely send us to work with me, to work with Amber, and, and a, a, a crew of extremely dynamic and powerful women to really help uh, take your teen to the next level, finding their passions, purpose, talents, and really just stepping into their dreams very confidently and boldly. Um, so check out IamBeautyInc.com. We have our Beauty Dreamers event next one coming up uh, April 13th. You don't want to miss that. Sure do not. So, so thank you so much for joining us. You can join us every week and join us next week, same place, same time. Please tell someone about us if you enjoyed the show this evening. Go back and listen to our archives on, on iHeartRadio. So if you want to hear this show again, it should be up on Thursday, share it with your friends. And remember, myths are believed and tend to become true. So myths, myths which are believed, they, they tend to become true. So I'll say that again to those ladies that are listening. Myths that are believed. If you believe these myths, they tend to become true. And George Orwell said that. So have a good night, everyone. And until we meet again, be beauty. Be beauty.